Check, check, check. Mic check. All right, yeah, welcome to the 24th episode of Fortune 1000. Taking a break for a while. Um, and we're back. 24th episode. Um, Fortune 1000. It's an audio series where we look at Fortune 1000 companies. And kind of figure out what they do and how they become Fortune 1000 company. And in this episode, as we draw by random, we're looking at the company called Centene. Centene Corporation, based in the United States, ranked at 478, having a market cap of 36. Point five billion said today. Phenomenal number right there. Revenue in twenty twenty two of one hundred and forty four billion. Impressive. And current revenue to date one forty six already surpassed last year. Seems like there's a growth. Yeah. They've been climbing since 2010, 2005. It's been a continuous upward climb. So this is a company that's still growing. Um, earnings of 2.6 billion last year, 2.89 already this year. Still a growth over time. It's interesting. Yeah, Centene Corporation is an American healthcare provider. So in the health healthcare industry, Centene primarily acts as a provider for Medicaid and Medicare services and works in these areas with the governments of the relevant states and the United States government. The company serves over 8.6 million Medicaid members and over 400,000 Medicare beneficiaries in the United States. Interesting. Healthcare uh, and insurance. It's interesting. Well, let's take a deep dive um, into Centene to see how long they've been around to rise to this level in in healthcare and uh, and insurance corporation publicly traded managed care company based in St. Louis, Missouri, which is an intermediary for government sponsored and privately insured healthcare programs, ranked number twenty five. On 2023, Fortune 500, but definitely not by market cap. That ranking is probably by revenue, I think. I don't know. But we'll see. History. Centene was founded by Elizabeth Brain. Oh. Wow. That's one founded. Interesting. So we're going to figure out more information about Elizabeth. Um, 
Okay. Centene was founded by Elizabeth Brain as the managed health services in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in 1984. So it's been around for about about 40 years. After the death of Brain, the nonprofit organization was sold to investors. So she was not the money person because it was run as a nonprofit. All right. With the proceeds, okay, after the death of Brain, the nonprofit organization was sold to investors with the proceeds going to Betty Brain Foundation, which subsequently became a major shareholder in Centene. Okay. In '96, Michael Nerdoff joined the company as chief executive. Centene went public in 2001. So it's probably the money guy. Let's see. Centene went public in December 2001. In 2006, the firm acquired Yes Script, the pharmacy benefits manager. The company later merged U.S. script with subsidiaries to form its involved divisions. In 2011, the firm formed Centurion, a provider of correctional health care services, as a joint venture with MHM. In 2018, it acquired MHM, including a stake in Centurion. Centene began offering state-run Medicaid programs through the Affordable Care Act exchanges in 2014. On July 2nd, 2015, Centene announced it will acquire HealthNet. In March 2016, it finalizes acquisition. September 12, 2017, it announced it would acquire Fidelis Care, a nonprofit insurer in New York for US $3 billion. In March 2019, it announced plans to acquire WellCare. For seventeen billion. Wow. Wow. In January fourth, so acquisitions again. He announced that it would acquire uh Magellan Health for two point two billion. January for two thousand twenty two the acquisition was completed. In the UK Centin began to acquire local health care services in twenty seventeen. So that's really the game here. The money is via acquisition. In 2019, Centene, through subsidiary, took a 40% stake in Circle Health as part of a deal, which created a national network of over 50 private hospitals. In early 2021, Operos Health, a UK subsidiary of Centene, took over a group of London practices. In May 2022, Centene announced that they have divested two pharmacy organizations as the company exits the pharmacy benefit management business. Centene divested Magellan RX, Panther RX, rare for a total of $2.8 billion. Hmm. There's been a few controversies. What's that? Fox News alleged that the Superior Head Plan of Texas denied coverage of an infant surgery for brain cancer. Superior health plan is a joint venture of this, blah, blah, blah. So, really, it's insurance. Real money is insurance. What's the health care? The money there is insurance. Transforming the health of the community one person at a time by selling insurance. You should have added that in your homepage. Anyways.
enough of my pettiness. So it's the website, products and services, Medicaid, Medicare, health insurance, marketplace, military veterans. Yeah, insurance business model. Always very profitable. Um, it doesn't seem like that's how they started. They started, yeah, she started as a nonprofit. Centene was founded in 1984 as a nonprofit Medicaid plan by former hospital bookkeeper Elizabeth Betty Brain. The business operated at the basement of Family Hospital in Milwaukee, built its guiding principles and brain's experiences growing up in a Milwaukee County orphanage. She was an orphan. Wow. See, this desperation coming in. Um, with more than three more than three decades of experience operating government sponsored programs. Centene remained as dedicated as ever to the health and unique needs of the communities it serves, it, in addition to being the largest Medicaid managed care organization in the country. We're proud to be the largest carrier on the health insurance marketplace, the largest carrier, and a national leader in managed long-term services and support. I work with the healthcare programs of the Department of Defense. Uh, so they're contracted with DOD. That's another money part. Ah, yeah, that's the money part. Huh. Through all of our efforts, we hold firm to believe that every individual deserves access to high-quality health care with dignity. Yeah, it's cliche. Um, yeah, board of directors. This is an interesting question, sir. You need to, to ask, well... Chairman of the board, it's the money guys, CEO, steward, information services company, and to do with help. Um, <laughs> retired vice chairman of Deloitte. It's like the money people, they're not, they have engineered this thing to be a money machine. Well, that's the game. Um, any information about Elizabeth Brain? I am. I think I can find this. Uh, let me use ChatGPT for this um, bio of Elizabeth Brain, founder of Centene. Really? ChatGPT saying they don't. No. Oh, wow. Wow. ChatGPT doesn't know if the founder of Centene. This is unbelievable. Centene Corporation. For, come on. Now I actually founded Centene. You're telling me it's Elizabeth. Centene Corporation was founded by Elizabeth Betty Brain and her husband, Stanley. They established the company in 1984 in Clayton, Missouri, United States. Centene initially started as a single health maintenance organization 
over the years under Betty Brain's leadership as CEO and Stan Brain's role as chairman, the company expanded its operations and grew into one of the largest managed healthcare companies in the United States. Centene focused focuses on providing healthcare services to undeserved populations, including individuals eligible for Medicaid, Medicare, and other government-sponsored healthcare programs. I mean, it speaks to because she can share the background because she grew up in an orphanage, most likely. She's an orphan. What's the what's the background of uh, what's the background of Betty? Brain. Chat GBD, come on. Unfortunately, really? There's no information. Right, no details about her personal background, education, and career prior to founding Centene are not available. This is just... Hmm, shocking. If there are specific aspects, nah, you can tell me this. Let's, let's try this. Use GPT-4. Let's use GPT-4 and see if this is a version problem. GPT-4, what's the background of Betty Green, founder of Centene Corporation? Wow. So we have carefully scrubbed your data out of, <laughs> out of the oh, holy smokes. Out of the website, out of the internet, I mean. Betty Brain was a philanthropist known for establishing the Betty Brain Children's Museum. The Scenting Corporation, on the other hand. Yeah, this I need information on this person. What is the bio of... Okay, so there's some information. This is Elizabeth Betty Brain was born in 1928. Wow, I don't think she she's still around. It was placed in an orphanage. Oh yeah, she what? She's been she's she's been gone a long time. 92. She was born in 1928 and was placed in an orphanage at an early age. Despite these early difficulties, she went on to become a successful businesswoman. However, she had a lifelong goal of helping children due to her own challenging experiences during childhood. Unfortunately, she died of cancer in 92. In 95, the Betty Brain Children's Museum was established in her memory. It's a hand-on learning facility dedicated to improving the lives of children. The museum, supported by public and private donations, fulfills Brain's dream of creating a place where all children can receive the kind of intellectual stimulation she believed was necessary for every child. Um, okay, at least 
Sounds right. My, I guess that's good. But then the fortune part of Centene seemed to have been um, spearheaded. Like, okay, let's see. When when did Centene become a billion dollar company? Let's see. When did Centene become a billion dollar company? Centene Re Corporation reached the status of a billion dollar company in terms of market cap in the early 2000s. That's way after the founder was gone. So more specifically, across the billion dollar threshold in 2001, this marked a significant milestone in Centene's growth and success within the healthcare industry. Since then, the company has continued to expand and increased and increase its market value. Please note that the market cap can fluctuate based on various factors such as stock prices and market conditions. Yeah, of course. Um, what else? Okay. Who? Let's see uh, when it became a billion. When it reached this milestone. Is the money guy, Michael F. Nierdorf. Uh, it's the money guy. Oh, unfortunately, passed away last year. Wow. Wow. Nierdorf was born in '42 in Pennsylvania. He was a graduate of Altoona High School. He earned a bachelor's degree in political science from Trinity University and a master's degree in industrial relations at St. Francis University. Interesting. Career in the 1980s. Nierdorf was the director of international consumer products and Miles Laboratories and worked as president and CEO of Physicians Healthline. In 95, he became CEO of Group Health Plan and was vice president of the parent company, Coventry. So this guy has had business business history. By the way, Cardinal, um, can you hear me? Um, welcome to the space. Sicily, it goes down. Um, I look at, I select Fortune companies at random and kind of do a deep dive into the company's history and what they do. And uh, today, I'm just diving into a company, Centene, based in the United States, valued at almost $40 billion. And uh, the industry's healthcare, basically insurance. And so, and the company has been around for a while, founded in 1980-something. But I started as a non-profit, but after a couple of changes in leadership, then became more like a business and expanded to be what it is. And it seems like the key person which I'm looking at right now that, you know, saw them shoot their first billion dollars and 
grew the company to become very public. Michael F. Nierdoff, also born in the U.S., unfortunately passed away last year. Um, yeah, so Nierdoff listed in Fortune's Business Person of the Year 2017. Um, by the way, if, if you wanted to ask any questions or any comments, totally welcome, but just full disclosure, uh, the space is recorded, so, and will be posted on the website. So, just bear that in mind in case you want to come up. Um, yeah, personal life, Michael Nierdorf donated to several political causes, including Hillary Clinton. So, yeah, definitely Democrat. Um, I mean, he died at old age, age 79, so comparatively successful. Um, so mostly using ChatGPT to kind of get some information. So another question I'm kind of interested in is what strategies um, did Michael use that was critical to the success of Centin. So, yeah, ChatGPT has pulled up six of them for me. So Michael Nerdov has implemented several strategies that has been critical to the success of the corporation. And some of the key strategies are he focused on government-sponsored programs, which was really key to their good. Like, they somehow figured out how to get contracted by the DOD. And, you know, getting government contracts is a blank check. Nierdov recognized the potential for growth and success in government-sponsored healthcare programs such as Medicaid and Medicare. He directed Santin's efforts towards specializing in these programs, positioning the company as a leader in providing healthcare services to undeserved populations. Expansion and acquisitions, which is very key. They bought a lot of companies in the healthcare space that, you know, kind of made them explode. Nierdorf has been instrumental in the strategic expansion of Centene through targeted acquisitions. Under his leadership, Centene has acquired numerous healthcare organizations and companies, allowing it to enter new markets, expand its geographic reach, and enhance its service offerings. Emphasis on integrated care. Nierdorf has promoted the concept of integrated care within Centene's operations. This approach focuses on coordinating medical, behavioral, and pharmacy services to provide comprehensive and holistic care to members by integrating different aspects of healthcare. Okay, that makes sense. Risk management and cost control. Nerdoff has emphasized effective risk management and cost control measures to ensure the financial stability and sustainability of Centene by implementing efficient utilization, management, and cost containment strategies. The company aims to provide quality healthcare while managing costs effectively. Hmm. Technology and data analytics. Native has recognized the importance of technology and data analytics in delivering efficient and effective healthcare 
Centene has invested in advanced technologies and data analytics, data analytics capabilities to improve care coordination, identify trends, and enhance operational efficiency. Commitment to quality and member staff and member satisfaction. Uh, so, you know, typical company terms. But I think the major thing here that made them blow was, was the government sponsored program slash acquisitions. Slash acquisitions. Because then that's, that's where the income really is coming from. Well, government will pay them and then people pay. Like, let's see, how, how does Centene make money? What is the major source of income or earnings? Yeah, so they have premiums. The company's major source of income can be summarized health health plan premiums. Centene offers health insurance plans to individuals and families through various government-sponsored programs such as Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid, Managed care contracts. So, yeah, that's the deal. Setting so contracts with state governments to administer and manage their Medicaid programs. So, that's the deal there. And was this Medicare Advantage contract specialty services? There's a subsidiary income, government contracts, and other programs. That's the main one. So, let's see how, how roughly how many people. Roughly, how many people are subscribed to Centene's plans? <laughs> so, as of September 2021, Centene Corporation serves over 25 million members across the United States. So let's calculate that. What's the what's the average cost per member? The average annual membership fee. As a managed healthcare service Centene uh, as a managed healthcare service does not charge an average directly to its members. In instead, Centene operates through contracts with the government entities and insurance programs where it receives payment on a per member basis. Yeah, so how much do you get per member? I want the numbers. and the rates vary from state to state and program to program. It's challenging to provide an exact figure for the per member as it can vary widely. The payment may depend on factors such as the type of plan, the level of benefits, the demographic. What's the minimum? Man, ChatGPT is doing everything but to give me these freaking numbers. What's the minimum amount? Give me an approximate number. I, 
good. Holy smokes. So, for Medicaid programs, the per member payment rates can range from around $400 to $800 per month. That's sick. That is sick. So, let's do the math. Four, <laughs> it's crazy. This even the minimum 400 times what 20 million subscribers, 20 million members. That's what eight billion in the freaking fucking month. Yeah, you have to be a fortune company playing this kind of games. There's no way. Wow, twenty million members with a minimum. This is and this ranges from four hundred to eight hundred per month. And for Medicare programs, six hundred to twelve hundred per month. It's real numbers. So looking at the minimum and. A floor. We're flooring the actual total, which is actual total of people is 25 million. Let's floor it to 20 million by 400. So at least 8 billion, 8 billion dollars every freaking month flows into Centene Corporation's vaults as revenue. Which, which, which makes sense because the revenue for revenue for last. The last year was $144 billion in the year. Divide by, by, divide by 12, it's about 12, 12 billion. So yeah, yeah about to, the, the math adds up. So, yep. It, it seems like this is the major thing. This is the major thing. So it's not like the people are paying directly. The state handles this payment, pays them as the insurance company for this. Per member, and what they do is they get the revenue of twelve billion dollars a month, which of course creates enough amount of money for acquisitions. Then they have, like, you make eight billion a month. Well, of course they have staff and whatnot. So let's see how, how many, roughly, how many employees. Are hired at Centene. I said twenty twenty. Wow, there are a lot of people. Seventy three thousand, which should have increased by now. This is twenty twenty one, with a headcount of seventy three thousand four hundred. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So that's expenses. Yeah, that's huge expense there. Mm. Should have offices. How many? How many offices nationwide do they have? Real estate maintenance. Yada yada yada. Still not giving me a number. Chat GPT that has. Centene has a significant presence in multiple states where it operates regional and local offices to support its managed healthcare service services to obtain the most up-to-date and accurate information. It will be advisable to refer to the company's website where I will not see that information, of course. 
Yeah. The information is not there. Believe that. Oh. Anyways. This should, I mean, they should have a lot of officers around. I, like, I've not even, first time hearing of Centene. Can't believe they're making this kind of money. But uh, even with 25 million, it's still like a very small fraction of. It's like, what's the 25 million? What's the population of the United States? Right, 300 plus. So 25 of 300 million. What is the population? US. Uh, 331 million. So 25 million is what percent of 331 million? Seven percent. So just servicing seven percent of US population is seven percent market share. It's giving them this big box. So insurance, insurance companies, something else. So insurance industry is a, it's a money pot, apparently. So, I mean, we understand. And it, it took this guy because there's no way they would have done this if they were running this as a non-profit, just trying to cater to, you know, without, it's not sustainable. Non-profits are not sustainable for sure. And you have a business guy here jumped on board, started playing the strategy games, getting government contracts. Um, hey, welcome, Cardinal, and whatnot. Acquisitions and measures. Now they're playing big. So, yeah, it's. I've sold for X. Figure out how this guy's a uh, fortune company. Um, yeah, go ahead, Cardinal, if you if you want to chime in. I can I can hear you if you're saying something. Try an emoji if you're speaking, because I can hear you. No, no, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, where, where are you spacing from, by the way? Lagos, Nigeria. Nice, nice, nice. You have interest in business and stuff? Nah. Why, why not? I'm just trying to, like, I just do some basic software testing gigs here and there. Okay. That's cool. I'm meaning to trading. I'm meaning to trading on all. Trading, um, crypto, forex, or stocks. But all, all, oh. all of them. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what this uh, space is about. Because I have a couple startups. I like to learn what makes companies stand out and become very successful. One or two things to figure out uh, to learn. 
So um, usually I go to the next segment, which is like kind of figure out any quotes from these founders. They usually have insightful things. Let me see. Hey. ChatGPT, can you provide a list of quotes from Michael Nyardov? Say so doesn't have any quotes uh, there. Any noteworthy things that Michael Nedov said? Yeah, yeah, a couple of things. So here are a few statements he has made that highlights his perspective on various topics on the importance of innovation in healthcare. He says we have to innovate because we are talking about people's lives. We have to continue to innovate for better outcomes and more efficiencies. Yeah, she's smart. Innovation is, you have to have an innovative mind to grow. On the role of technology, technology is a major enabler of improving healthcare, both from a cost perspective and a quality perspective. It's about using data and analytics to make better decisions. And on the need for healthcare solutions tailored to specific populations, we believe that healthcare is not a one-size-fits-all. We believe in the notion of personalized medicine, personalized care, meeting people where they are. On the, on the impact of social determinants of health, we have to look beyond the traditional healthcare. We have to look at the social determinants of health. It's not just about treating the condition, it's about treating the person. We put our members at Yes, one of these crazy spam calls. Anyways. Yeah, so it's definitely an innovative mind, someone who values technology. Um, a people person, too, as it appears to be, and cares about health. He knows his business. So that's one of the very common trends among most of the successful CEOs. There's always emphasis on tech and innovation because that's that's really the secret sauce to that's the secret sauce to any kind of progress. That's the secret sauce. So yeah. Very insightful information on these guys. They're not playing. I don't know who runs the company now. Let's see who does that because they are also doing something impressive. Mm. Key people, Sarah London, who's the current CEO. 
see any information on that. Sarah London Centene. Yeah, Sarah London, CEO of Centene. She spent her career at the intersection of health, data, technology, and healthcare delivery transformation before her 2022 appointment to CEO. She was the vice chairman responsible for strategy, technology, ancillary services, enterprise compliance and quality, as well as for Centene's portfolio of independent non-health plan companies. Before Centene, she was an operating partner at Optum Ventures. There you go, that's the business experience. The VC arm of United Health Group. Previously, she held roles at Optum Analytics, first serving as VP of Client Services and then later becoming its CPO, where she drove the strategy and commercialization of the company's integrated data solutions for the provider, payer, and life sciences markets. Oh, yeah, had that background. MBA as well from University of Chicago. There you go. Women leaders. Sarah London runs it now. But that's cool. Not a very popular company. I mean, I assume we see how many followers are if they're on Twitter. Centene. Yeah, yeah. They are on Twitter with 5,000 followers. Said it. It's like they're not. Yeah. People doing big things without popularity all over the place. Amazing. Last tweet with nine likes. <laughs> can't really measure performance by social media at the end of the freaking day. But yeah. Powerful. Well, I think that brings us to the end of Centene Corporation. Are you ever going to listen to this recording? You probably are sitting from the website, so I don't know. I have to say it again. But yeah, it's fortune.texi.org. You see the previous episodes. If you see, listen to the space on Twitter. Yeah, you can definitely visit that website. And so many more things are coming from TechSeed. Catalysts will be launching soon. We're, we're going to feature the companies that are breaking. The breaking. The silver line. Challenging the status quo and getting us to type to civilization. So that's what catalyst we do. No more spoilers on it. But yeah, forty one thousand. End of episode twenty four. And we're gonna draw a random number to determine the company we're gonna look at next. But it's been it's been interesting with this one today. The company I've never heard of before. Um, like, you know, has been the case for the last episodes. You wonder, like, where are these people doing all of these amazing things it's under the radar? Anyways, something Corporation 479. <laughs> yes, 478 when we started. Now they're 479. Just dropped one. Somebody taking their spot. Well, um, healthcare, insurance, 
have a lot of members and um, very good friends with the government, which makes for good business with acquisitions and whatnot. All right, so um, next company, ChatGPT gave me a random number. Between one and one thousand, and the number is five one three. Come on, give me a number at the top. Charge GPT. Well, five one three this. Um, what company is the five hundred and thirteenth? in the world's list. Of amazing companies and that's Experian based in Ireland. Episode 25, Fortune 1000, Experian. And until then, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I got to the end, which I seriously doubt. Uh, unless the AI I'm doing on this thing starts doing the smart clipping and chipping of my audio or not. No more spoilers. Anyways, until next episode, stay productive.